What's up, Redhead Racing Radio? Everybody, Andrew Curlin here with the man, Jason Schultz. I have opened up the show for so long. I'm just, I'm so good at opening the show, Jason. I have a new name I want you to call me by. What? Grill Bro. What? <laughs> I bought a grill and I've been grilling all weekend and it's been great. Haven't gotten food what poisoning. What have you grilled? Chicken. Two times turned out well. Took a lot longer than I thought I did, but I think it was because my breasts were so big. I'd say terrible. I knew I was gonna say that. It's really funny. Tyler's gonna clip that and make fun of us. Um, and then I grilled burgers and some potatoes this weekend. And burgers took a lot less uh, time than potatoes. Nice. Yeah. So I'm a grill bro. Have you done bratwurst yet? No, maybe I'll save that oh, for when you come. You want to grill? That's the most American. I will honestly, I will grill bratwurst on your grill. Because that's, oh, I love, I love brats. On Memorial Day weekend, we're going to have a big party. How about party. this? Jason, you bring, your, you bring your big breasts, I'll bring my brats, and we can have a grill party. Deal. That sounds good? Mm-hmm. Good deal. I like it. But grill bro, like, I feel like he can have a little better nickname than that. Grill bro. Grill bro? Grill bro. So forever, you know, hanging out at the lake, partying, I'll be the guy that grills some food up for us. Will you answer to grill bro? Yes. All right. Fair enough. Maybe Fair Tyler enough. can put a sound effect of like the grill sizzling every time we say grill bro. That'd be funny. Yeah. You know what we can do? You can be the grill bro and we can invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll invite. <laughs> Over for our grill bro uh, sesh. Now I'm trying to talk to millennials, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Do you know what the millennials don't like? What? NASCAR. You wanna know why? Why? Not all. I'm not saying not all do, but when the races take ten years long, no one's attention span can last that long. Would you agree or disagree? I noticed this about the IndyCar race, and I know we were talking during the race about it, but the IndyCar race had passed, it hits halfway, 45 out of 90 laps, and NASCAR was still a ways away from finishing stage two. I'm like, oh, man. Like, the IndyCar race, I yeah. felt like, was the perfect length. Today. Longer doesn't mean better. I don't no. know. Of course, this is NASCAR's always been like this. It's not like something new. They just have never changed from it. But I think it's time to change from it. I can't. I can't pay attention. Not enough is happening to justify a long race. But well, I think a shorter Richmond. race. Will Richmond doesn't pack it need in. to be that long. Yeah. Um. Here, I told this. I told. I told you this idea last weekend. My perfect formula for a NASCAR broadcast is a four-hour window, one-hour pre-race coverage, two-hour race, one-hour post-race coverage. If TV is so worried about not having enough of a window for their, like, they shorten the race, you're not going to have a window, make it a quality program with succinct and quality pre- and post-race coverage. Fox does a lot of pre-race coverage, does zero post-race coverage, and I think that would be a fix to the uh, window problem if that's what TV's going to complain about if we shorten races. Yeah, there's a lot that... <sighs> That's been changed and I think needs to be relooked. And and I really enjoyed and I, honestly I'm kinda disappointed about it and maybe it's just they already had the deals and agreements in place. But when we were experimenting all this stuff in COVID and, and we ran I know Wednesday night is not going to be a feasible thing for T V, right? The ratings weren't that yeah, good we're on pr- Wednesday we're probably, night. But we're probably done with that. But 
we ran shorter races on Wednesday nights. We ran, I think it was at like 300 miles at Darlington or yeah. something like that. Like, and that was perfect. Like, that was Had perfect drama race throughout. length. Yes. Yeah. And there's urgency. And yep. you urgency feel like you're word. making progress in the end of the race. When you tune in and an hour's gone by and you're not close to halfway, it's like, man, you got to speed this thing up. So I agree 100%. We've been talking about F1 recently on here, and I think that relates to that How long idea of urgency. It's, it's less than two hours. It's usually around two hours or less. Really? Yeah. I would say it's probably even shorter than IndyCar. It was just, it's just such a, the urgency word, which is the word I've been searching for to describe it all, that's exactly what it is. It's like, you've got to go the whole race. Like, everything matters. Every lap matters. You go and get as many positions as you can. There's no time just to hang around and come back from something. If you have a problem, you're done. Like Lewis Hamilton had a pretty impressive comeback today. Fell back after getting off track and there was a red flag and all, but he still came back and was able to finish second. But like that, like he's clearly the best and was able to do that. So that's why like you're still able to come back from things if the race is shorter. It's just going to be more dramatic and be more exciting. Yeah, it's just all about urgency. And it's like you have less time to be patient, right? Which leads yeah. to more tempers flaring and, and all that. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? And, and you know what was great, too? I'll, I'll, we're kind of on the same topic of this. I wrote this down. Is IndyCar, I forgot there was such thing as a two and three stop race. Because when was the last time we had that mm-hmm. at a road course? Because of these man-made cautions. Yeah. And, and that ended up deciding the race was a two-stop versus three-stop strategy in the IndyCar race. And it's like, that was something you followed throughout the whole time. And it's almost like satisfying when the storyline completes itself. Yeah. Right? And you know, we just don't get that anymore with cautions. Crew chiefs know exactly how to run these road course mm-hmm. races anymore. And it's like there was some excitement when it came to that, especially when we're arguing for more road courses. Mm-hmm. We got to get either get rid, rid of, of the stage breaks or the cautions, the- just the cautions form. I'm fine. if Let's just do a rolling one. You know what I mean? Pit strategy. What a concept. Yeah. NASCAR and fuel has- mileage. Fuel yeah. mileage. We oh, my God. Yeah. Bob Pockers tweeted that NASCAR – did, redid some stage lengths either this year or last year, and the Richmond one was where the second stage was like much longer than the first, and then the last stage was a little shorter because NASCAR was hoping to keep the field closer for the end of the race and to prevent any fuel mileage window from coming into it. I'm like, fuel mileage was a pleasant surprise a handful times of the year before stage racing, and it was exciting to watch and follow, and that adds natural drama. Strategy adds natural drama, and stages take away from that, and I don't think the benefit of having stage racing is worth not having strategy in a race that makes it more interesting. I'll give you a random race memory right here. Mm, Fuel mileage. All, this is, I know, we're kind of getting a little early, and we're not even going to Pocono this week, but one of my all-time favorite NASCAR finishes, I will forever remember where I was. I was actually flying back from somewhere. I was watching it on my phone in the airport, and it was, I think Matt Kenseth was leading, then he ran out of gas, or Matt Kenseth might have won the race, but there were literally like three lead changes within the last two laps because all these guys ran out of fuel. I don't remember who ended up winning that race. It might have actually been Kenseth, but I remember mm. Kyle Busch ran out of gas. might have been the 19 who ran out of gas. Yeah. 
I don't know. They're, but that that's entertaining yeah. stuff. You remember that, those yeah. kind of races. The first so. F1 race a few weeks ago had like two guys, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen were on two different pit strategies and they both came down to write the finish. Like each strategy got them up front. They were within a second to other for the finish. Exciting. Just organic action and organic storylines are created from that kind of stuff. And NASCAR feels very manufactured with all the things they're doing. And when you get a short track race like Richmond where it's supposed to be exciting, it's called the action track and the premier short track, which is so, so far from the truth. Like you can't even get drama in a race like that when it's it's hyped on the action it produces. It's like something's got to give. When the streak of real cautions was broken today Mm -hmm. after like, three races you know that's something you got to look at it was with it it was over difficult to be this over maybe mike joy said this on the broadcast too it yeah, was like did. 600 plus laps yeah without a natural caution and that's crazy. we got two today so it's like two within the last 800 and i think 50 or 80 something laps at richmond that there's been natural cautions and this track nick bromberg your favorite reporter tweeted something about how the you know, in the last ten years, Richmond has seen very few races with ten or more cautions. But in the in the first decade of the two thousands, there was like ten or eleven races with ten plus cautions. So something has dramatically shifted at Richmond, and it's making it one of my least favorite tracks to go to. Yeah, I have an idea. You want to play a game? Let's play a game. You have your phone up, right? I do. Go to the schedule, the Cup Series schedule. I am there. All right, we're going to play a game. Because F1, did you see announced that they're having a race in Miami next Miami, year? Miami, yep, yep. Freaking awesome. And the idea is of that, that... in addition to going to Texas as well? Yes. So they it, may not be, it may not be Texas, but it's, there will or be two all, U.S. races. I know, but they, they might not go back there. It gotcha. could be a different track. But two U.S. races, yes. But the like when I'm thinking about this Miami race, it seems like it's a destination race. Like That's what F1's trying to create is these events in these big cities, big parties, big shows, because F1 attracts attention and celebrities, and it's cool. It's a cool thing to do. Like NASCAR used to be in early 2000s. And so the events, the idea of creating an event, like F1 really just has events these days. It's like we go to these different countries and have these races that are basically events, and we only do big events. We don't go to How many races are in a season? I think it's more this year than usual. I think it's normally around 20. It may be like 22 this year. Um, Let me Google it. That's still a good number. Yeah, but they've been been growing, which is a fascinating um, concept that there's a motorsports league in the world growing right now. How many races in why do you want me to have my calendar up in front of me? Well, we're going to play a game. Open notes game. Seventeen. There were 17 last year. How many are this year? I don't know. I think there's around 20. We'll say around 20 F1 races. Okay. Um, And so NASCAR 36. Do you agree that's too many for a season? It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so my game I want us to play is let's go through the schedule and decide if we're going to create, I don't know, like a 25 race schedule where we have 25 premier events. Okay. Which okay. races we're going to keep, which races we're going to get rid of. So let's start at the beginning. We keep Daytona. Daytona 500. Hold yep. on, wait. Do you have a piece of paper? Yeah. Like tally how many we have okay. once we get to 20. Or yeah, we'll, hmm. let's just go through it and then we'll... So I think it'll be pretty easy to get to 25. Hold on, wait here. I'll pull it up on my computer. How about that? And then I'll write down what tracks we keep. Mm-hmm. Just so we can go through them at the end. I'm, I'm right down too. 
Okay, so... Daytona 500, keep. Yes, I think we cut the road course, right? Yes, which is normally, that's normally a Fontana race. So let's pretend Fontana's okay. been transformed Fontana. into a short let's track. Okay, Fontana, let's make it Fontana. I'm good with that. Yep. Especially with the... new short track, yep. Yep. Um, Homestead, I love... I, yep. You gotta keep Miami. Or keep Miami. Yeah, I agree. Vegas. Las Vegas. I doesn't deserve two. Not at all. Okay, so I say I, we put Vegas in the playoffs. Yep, because they, remember they... The city paid a lot of money to get another race and have it in the playoffs. So I think, of course, they would never do this because of that deal. But like, I think they should go down to one. So we'll keep it. We'll come. We'll revisit it in the playoffs. Revisit so we're cut Vegas. The I agree. Phoenix. Um, okay, Mister Phoenix resident. You know where. You know what I'm gonna say. Of course, I'm. Here's all right. If we're making Phoenix our championship track, cut the spring race. Yep. Fair enough. I think. Yeah. So okay. let's cut the spring race. So let's do that. I also championship think it, tracks only get one race. Yeah, I agree. Because, I, I mean, that's a big, big deal. If you're the championship yeah. track, yeah. Atlanta. Definitely I mean, not two. Definitely not two. I wouldn't lose sleep if we no. lost Atlanta completely. Let's, but I know a lot of drivers yeah. would. Unless they reconfigure it, we're cutting it. They have to do something different. They have to repave it. They have to make it different than what it is today to make it to keep it on our schedule. So are we keeping Atlanta? No. All right. Cut Atlanta. We're Altogether. keeping Bristol. All right, here's the thing. This is where my idea sparked to, sparked from, too. The idea that Bristol has two unique events now, the dirt race and then the normal summer night race. Yes. Like those are two events. I think we keep them both because they distinctive. I agree. 100%. They distinctify. No, you don't That's cut any Bristol. Yeah. You keep Martinsville. Um, I think Martinsville could go to one and make it the playoff race. We're going to have to cut 10 tra- 11 tracks If we're going to make it an event, you go Martinsville, you go there once a year. Yeah. <sighs> okay, how about this? If we end up being short, we add Martinsville to a second one. Okay, I'll add it to my maybe comeback list. Yeah. So if we cut, cut the Richmond, spring race. So oh, yeah. we go to Talladega. I think Talladega, like if you think of NASCAR, what the best races are, it's usually the short tracks, the road courses, and the restrictor plates. I don't think you should get rid of any restrictor plates. No. Because that's the show. That's the show we're trying to create. Yep. So keep Talladega. I've always been a fan of Kansas. I will say. But doesn't need two. Like these tracks don't need. We You're don't right. need two races. Okay. So we'll make Kansas number uh, one race. Darlington. Yep. I like Darlington. Yes, but only one race. Make it the event. Southern so we're cutting it again. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Same Sorry, with Dover. Darlington. Although the, Dover well, only has one race. If we need to add more back, go to Dover. Oh, it's so hard. Dover, I like Dover a lot, but it just hasn't produced. It's not like producing a show. If we're well, let's keep it. We'll keep it. We'll come. Well, if we keep have Dover. to get rid of one, we'll go back to it. I Dover, like Dover. Remember, it's only does have one race this yep. year. Yep. And again, it's it's also although I'm I, I don't make the case really well for Dover, but it's about the cities we go to, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like. Even if the track isn't that great, if it's a good market yeah. and city, that's something you want to keep. Yeah. That's what makes it a special event. Yeah, Dover's uh, tough go because to, it's middle of nowhere. But. I know, I know. It was a bad example for, for Dover, but yeah, just right. a point moving forward. Obviously, we keep Coda. Then we go High to... High expectations. Yes, yes. Then we go to the um, Coca-Cola 600. I think you keep that. It's a, it's a marquee race. Yep. It's a long race, but it's... It's all oh, right. I can handle the Coke 600 yeah. if it's a once a year kind of thing, Agreed. which I'm good with. You go to Sonoma. I'm good yep. with that. Texas, man, this is going to be get the, rid of it. I'm canceling both Texas races. 
I am so unless they reconfigure the track like Atlanta. Get I was going to say the same thing. Unless they do something with Texas, yeah. we got make it a short track. Yeah, yeah. And so if we're the All Star race, so we're lo- saying we're going to lose that All Star race in June. But like, hey, move it to a track that's going to lose its other day, like Martinsville. Maybe if we're going to get rid of one Martinsville race, give it the All Star race. That's a perfect scenario. Yeah. Yeah, well, wait, wait. Should we add the all-star race in here, by the way? Because now, we let's would just have an do, all-star race let's somewhere just do, in the middle. Let's just do okay. 36 since that was our – we're cutting down from 36 races. We go to Nashville. I'm cool with that. I, Except I we love have to go, Nashville. We've got to go to the right wait. Nashville. Yeah, I know, I know. So Nashville, maybe in parentheses, fairgrounds. Only fairgrounds, yep. The deal with Pocono here is it's got – it counts as two because it's doubleheader, but one. One Pocono. Well – if we're thinking events, also Pocono, not the greatest place to have an event. A doubleheader. Um, what if we did Darlington doubleheader? I don't think doubleheader. I don't think doubleheaders are a good idea. Like last year, we have only done it once, but Pocono had one good race, one bad race. I don't think we need to. Do we keep um, Pocono? I'm gonna add to my list. If we have more, we can add it back. But yeah, I in say our we idea cut of Pocono, events, though, right now, yep. we're talking about venues. It is. I mean, having driven there, it is literally. Yep. It's not anywhere near anything. Road America, I say we keep. That was yeah. one that people were excited about the schedule. And you talk about unique tracks and unique races. There's nothing more unique yep. than going to a race at Road America. I think you absolutely keep that. It is the uh, middle of nowhere, but I think it'll be a big party. Yeah, no, I, it, it is a cool, cool track. I, I went yep. there once. And it's literally like you're walking through a forest, and then there's like race cars all around mm. you. It's like you could be completely immersed in the woods on, in the infield. It's mm. It's pretty sweet. Um, do, what do we say about Atlanta? Because we're back Cutting to Atlanta. It. Atlanta's we're gone. Cutting to Atlanta. Atlanta's done. New Atlanta's Hampshire. Started. I know you're. I I'm will say, say this: New Hampshire has produced some better racing in the past. I know. Than it has. But it's nothing memorable. That's I love yeah. New Hampshire, but I think it's got to go. We gotta find. A, I love Boston. Be in New England. Find a track closer to Boston. Yeah. Okay. So we cut New Hampshire and we go yep. to Watkins Glen. I say we obviously yep. keep that. Good one. Indianapolis, I don't like the idea of the cup cars running on the road course. I know it's going to be hard to even bring back a crowd for the oval race, but I think the prestige of that demands you want to do Indy us Roval? to try. Indy or Oval. Indy yeah. Oval, sorry. Yes, definitely got to be in Indy. We could go to the IRP, that little short track that's in Indy. That would be a great idea if we wanted to, but I know we're not going to leave the big track. But bring the prestige back. I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do something. Yeah. Michigan? Goodbye. You're out for Michigan. Yeah. Everyone, a lot of people in the industry don't like Michigan as much since it's been repaved, which has only been, been a decade ago. And I don't think it's proven itself since. Yeah. And then, so race number 14 would be Daytona. Regular. And then yep. that would end the playoffs, and then we would have 24 races. Um, How many we got? So we have 14 right now. So the regular season right now looking like it. Would be Daytona 500. We go to Fontana, Miami, Bristol Dirt, Talladega, Dover, Coda, the Coke 600, Sonoma, Nashville, Road America, Watkins Glen, the Indianapolis Oval, and Daytona. All right. And that would be our regular season. But the playoffs, we would need to add a race because if we're getting rid of Richmond, that is a playoff race. Yeah, I think we can figure this out. Um, so we're we can shorten the we can sh- we can shorten the playoffs too. I'm not opposed to that. Ten weeks is a lot, and it's a lot. It's a big percentage of your season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially now, it's almost it's going to be nearly 
Like four so races cut, short of half. So what if we cut three races? Yeah, I like We that. can do that. Easily. Cut three. Yep. Easily. All right, so we open the playoffs at Darlington. Yep, that's this. we're keeping that one because that's the Southern 500. Then I say we go to Vegas. Yep, because we told them we'll take their money and keep their track on the schedule. And we cut off at Bristol. Yep, great. That's round one. Round two, we start at Talladega. Yep. Roval. Again, Charlotte distinctifies its two, I don't know if that's the word, I'm going to use it. It's two races by having a historic 600-mile race and then a road course race. Very good job, Charlotte. You go to the Roval. Two different events. And then you cut it off at Martinsville. Yep. And then the championship race, which we'll keep as Phoenix for now. Definitely don't want it to be Phoenix, but... Hold on, what if we switch Phoenix and Miami? How about oh, this? Oh, yeah. Bet. Duh. Duh. So, wait. We do Daytona 500, Fontana, stop by Phoenix, stay, and we have our little West Coast swing. Yeah. Championship returns to Miami. There. Look, bingo. There's our look season. At the, look 20. at the big arrow I drove. You what? Drew. Hold on. I'm looking at the schedule. Oh. Yeah, look at the big arrow I drove. what I got. Like, so, so, this... So, okay. So, this is... we got? So, this is our 20... Hold on. So, 14. 21 race schedule. That's literally perfect. Yeah, that's exactly the number we want. So I'm saying this is our schedule based on the current layout of tracks on the schedule. But I don't think these tracks have to be the tracks we're going to go to. I think NASCAR could find some bigger cities, bigger events. Chicago Street Course. We've said National Fairgrounds, which would be great to go into a big city like that. Like, let's find some other big markets to build big events in. Yeah, all right. So let's recap it. And I'm looking at this now, and I'm like, if NASCAR, Excited for it? Yeah. if NASCAR tweeted this schedule for next year, I would be like, okay, you talk about best season ever. Hmm. That's right there, the best season ever. Mm -hmm. But you also have to, all right, let me read through this, and then we can talk about it. But so our ideal NASCAR shortened season schedule, I think 21 weeks is absolutely perfect. And maybe you throw in something speed weeks in daytona and and um an all-star race in there you'd make it 23 i think that's not bad with with two special event races like we've had in years past we start the season daytona 500 then we go to the short track at fontana we go to phoenix then we hit the dirt on bristol take it to the high banks of talladega dover is next then you twist and turn and go to coda 600 miles coca-cola 600 Followed by Sonoma, then we go to Nashville, Road America, Watkins Glen, the Indianapolis Oval, and we finish the regular season off with 14 races at Daytona. God, that sounds like a great schedule. Oh my God! Round. All right, we shorten the playoffs. They're going to be two, three rounds, including the one championship round. So we first and imagine more eliminations too. Like it would be a bigger and maybe shorten yeah. the playoff field too. With the yeah. shorter season, you shorten, you cut that playoff field maybe twelve. We're going back. Bingo, yeah, we're going good. all the way back to the. So you start with the round the of twelve. NASCAR things. Round one is Darlington, Vegas, Bristol. Round two is Talladega, the Roval, Martinsville, and the championship race returns to Homestead yeah. Miami Speedway. That's the, that's the schedule right there. If that becomes the schedule next year, NASCAR's got to pay us a lot because we are geniuses. <laughs> And I'm glad this is uh, what Richmond, this is what I thought about during the race today at Richmond. Like, <laughs> this, this is, is what Richmond sparked does. it. So thank you, Richmond, for giving me the <laughs> idea to completely change the schedule and take you off of it. 
Yeah, I really do think, like, we're just over, like... Oversaturated. I mean, oh, yes, we're oversaturated with, with races. And it's like, I don't know, I really do think, and I think once the garage opens back up, maybe I can get a little bit more excited about races, but it's just ever since COVID started, I just, like, can't psych myself up to the excitement that yeah. I had. It's yeah, a Before. lot of that's the no practice, no qualifying, no way to hype up the race. And that yeah. just continues to be a struggle. There's no way to like get excited or get in the race weekend mood because there's nothing to preview it. And as as a race fan for 38 weekends out of the year, I feel like I can afford to mm. slack off and mm. not pay attention every single week. But yeah. now it's like, how many races are we in right now? Nine or so. Nine. So... We we would only have um, five more races. Yeah. And uh, you look at that, the start of this season, yeah. we would already be talking about the playoff bubble. Yeah. All right, so, like, right now, we have five races to go. Say say this is our mm. our schedule right here. We would have a pretty darn good – like, the playoffs would have Stenhouse and Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Michael McDowell – racing their way on Adam McDowell one, but then Chris Buescher, Benedetto, Newman, Bubba would all be on the cut line right yeah. now, and we would be starting to follow them right now. Yeah. And it's like that is exciting stuff. What right F1 there. does with off weeks, they like, of course, they're going between countries, so it takes more time to travel. Right. But they do, like, at, it's not race after race after race. It's Sometimes it's like that, but usually it's like race, couple-week break, race, couple-week break, and that's what NASCAR could do. I don't know if there's, there's no reason to – pile them up all on top of each other taking a few breaks every once in a while here and there i think it does good things for f1 and it could be a good strategy for nascar yeah yeah or like i know they take a summer break why not you know take a little mm. bit of a, a two three week summer break right i we, like it we get back into the action um Ooh. and then heck with with this you can finish in september right yeah. like you can finish in earlier september, you october fin- and yeah. then you have a longer off season. Yeah, this is the schedule right here. I, I, yeah. I should we send this to Pete? <laughs> yeah, but like here they are. We're thinking of this. Do you think NASCAR even is thinking about an idea? Well, like this? here's the thing, though. This is the ideal situation, and I know it's not as easy as mm. as it's as we make it sound because of contracts. I think it and sounds great. It's so easy. I know, but it's like you have to. I would not want to be in NASCAR shoes because they they have a really hard job of trying to make a lot of different people with different needs happy. And that is a tough balancing act. I just hope they would take inspiration from what F1's doing because I've become such a believer in their mindset and their philosophy towards building their racing series and their racing in general. I think it's a great, they're doing well and they're growing and that's what NASCAR wants to do. So I would hope they would model after them. But with the effort of making events right because this we bet we base this calendar all around is this race event worthy and i Mm. think we have 14 races that you you're damn sure gonna pay attention to because you you don't want to miss a week because these are the races in the schedule that everyone circles like all right i'm excited about this one you know and it's like you don't you don't feel that way towards a richmond or texas anymore or in atlanta yeah and it's like you name any one of these tracks and fans are going to be excited about that. So to condense it to only the tracks that you look forward to every week, man, what a marketable season that would be too. You trim the fat out, you trim all the bad stuff out, keep the good. And you've got a like a, 
pile of good stuff and that's what you want. You just want everything centered around the good stuff. So worst geniuses. You probably already know that if you're listening to us, but just want to reconfirm. <laughs> hey, NASCAR, give us a call. So that's where this one went. I yeah. like it. Good game, Jason. That was fun. I love games. Um, also, here's a, just a funny thing I've said in the broadcast. I think Clint mentioned this, that it's the best season ever. We got so many different winners. I'm like, yeah, it's cool we have different winners, but please don't say you're thinking it's only the best season ever. The criteria for that is different winners shouldn't the racing and the storylines and the drama it be doesn't what hurt dictates though. i mean if you remember how frustrated were you were when uh harvick Hamlin and denny and, yeah won and everything denny yeah. were winning the whole time this is not bad i mean to no, only have it's one multi-time winner is is yeah. pretty crazy but it's so. such a it's small piece of the best season ever puzzle so it's I good agree. i'm not saying it's bad but it's not there should be, there need more to call it the best season ever. Yeah, and we need fans back to the track. I know we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, I want to mention this. I know we're fans of Denny Hamlin, and, you know, I, I always listen to the post-race Zooms to see if there's anything that comes out of it. And someone, Hamlin, I'm like, what, did he just say that in the post-race Zoom? And he kind of threw some shade at Alex Bowman. Um, and, you know, they were asking him about the frustrations and it's like, is a win more important right now? Or like, would you rather, he's like, I would so much rather be in our shoes than be standing in victory lane where Alex Bowman is right now. And like, my man, that's genius. It's smart to say. And we need more drivers to give memorable quotes like that. Like F1, they throw shade at each other all the time. And And there, there seemed to be with Logano and Hamlin, they were both sitting there, and they were in the both were taking questions at the same time they seemed to definitely just like it was like hey props to bowman but it's like he was not the car to beat today Mm. like they were like straight up like yeah alex won the race but it's like we were way better than him it's like all right finally let's let's just start saying some of that kind of stuff i know it was such like denny like i don't really think joey's was the greatest one because he's just like Mr. Smiley being nice about it and saying that, but like Denny just throwing shade like that. And that's honest. Like that's what he's thinking. Like, let's get what they're thinking. These drivers are thinking things that they are not saying, but I think it would add drama to the sport. So we need it. We're fixing NASCAR on this episode. (laughs) That's all I think about these days. And this is, this will do it. Well, I even loved how IndyCar had all their drivers. I know it was probably more an NBC thing, but they had their driver sit like with the office background and they had the mustard shirt on and they were reading Dwight quotes as if they hmm. were acting as Dwight. And to see Jimmy Johnson do that, I'm like, I don't think NASCAR would have done something like that. You know, that was creative. It was funny. It was entertaining. Everybody loves the office. Hmm. Yeah. Do some more stuff like that. Speaking of IndyCar. Oh, wait, I have one more question real quick. Did the NBC broadcast have the driver IndyCar drivers as cartoons? No. Okay, and good, you know good, what? Good. I was literally, I was, I had the IndyCar and the NASCAR race on at the same time, and they were showing a graphic of Alex Bowman that, like, he's he must have aged like seventy years, or <laughs> <laughs> the artist made him look so old. And I was watching that, and I was watching the NBC race. I'm like, man, it's so refreshing to hear like Lee Diffie and just like getting down. And, like Marty Snyder is one of the best when it comes to just like giving you damn good information on yeah. pit road. So it was it was nice to hear the indie car guys back mm-hmm. at it. That's why Fox getting rid of Matt Yoakum I thought was a terrible dis- decision. I love Matt Yoakum. Yeah, and, said, and, like, and, and our quality. man, 
too. I know. Like Alan brought so much passion. But hey, it's really great to see he's at uh, Speed Sport. I think, right? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that's you don't awesome. have to beep. You don't have to beep his name there. We're giving him props. Yeah, props honestly. to Alan Gavana. Yeah. He's you know what the curse is. The curse is lifted. Literally, <laughs> he had no idea we cursed him, but now it's been lifted. So you're welcome, Alan. <laughs> But, I kind of want to text and be like, hey, a few yeah. weeks back, when we said your name, we bleeped it out every time. <laughs> now we've taken that restriction off. Well, we have him back. Yeah. We'll, have to, we'll have to mention yeah. that to him. <laughs> um, the f- strategy I think Fox is going for, like getting rid of Matt Yoakam, Alan Kavana, is like they think notable names like former drivers are going to be bigger names on pit road but you're losing the training of a journalist to tell a story yeah. and get more out of the driver we had dick bergen on the dale jr down a few weeks ago yeah. and him telling us how he prepared for a race and what he oh, how he would go crazy. about his job and it's dramatically different than i think a lot of I don't know, sports reporters do it today it's a very old school but quality approach that gets the job done tells a story does it well and i miss that kind of a mindset from reporters well and dale jr puts it i love it when he talks about his experience and learning about tv from a Mm. former driver's perspective because he knows as the analyst it's like there are times where he's got to shut up and let rick allen do his job and i feel like we're kind of losing some of like just we need people to still tell the story of the sport i think there are great narrators and and guys who can provide insight that you know people like us can't and then there's a job and a role for them but it was like when when logano and hamlin were battling for the lead late in richmond and and i don't really fault boyer and gordon for doing this because they're they're genuinely having a conversation about what was is going through their mind but they were just talking about what they would do and 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 they were talking about the racing but it's like man we need mike joy to step in there call the action you know that's what i love rick allen i know dale jr said this rick allen has he does a tremendous job of building up to that peak moment in a race and uh and you know we and you know of course i'll I'll be advocating for for more journalists because i want to have a job someday but you know i thought the same thing watching that i'm like rick allen would be freaking out out of his mind calling this and and that's what and like it. And let's tie back to F1 again. That's what their broadcasters do. They make every battle on the track seem like the most important thing that's ever happened. And that's what you need. You need to be taken seriously by making it bigger than it actually is. And I think that's the job of a broadcaster is to make it feel important, make it feel big. And I was disappointed. You know, I wasn't really, I was half watching the race as I was doing some other stuff. I was like, but watching that, I'm like, they're close. And I haven't heard the broadcasters like freaking out and getting excited about it. I'm like, what's happening? Like, are they well, not? Well, and, 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 and when you're, half watching it those are the moments that you look up for yeah. when you hear the broadcasters raise your voice you're like oh 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 you know kind of thing yeah. so yeah great episode yes very Thank productive you. dialogue i know <laughs> we've gotten so much better at having good dialogue versus just arguing with each other yeah i know well um, we're talking about the same thing <laughs> yeah i know all right, but we thank our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by the Packaging Source. Trust your packaging with the six-time national distributor of the year. Six-time. Big time. Also, big. go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. We have not mentioned that much, but we have videos each week up on there. Redhead Racing Radio on YouTube. On YouTube. We talk some good stuff. Yeah. Actually, it's most of, it's all the conversation on this podcast, oh, but you, you can, can see s- our faces. I know, and... You didn't know this the entire episode, but I've been wearing my Indy 500 hat because 
we were talking about the IndyCar race today. So you would have not have known that had you not gone to our YouTube channel. And, and I'm wearing it. my Charlotte Roval shirt because we're talking about one of the premier Roval races. The yep, only Roval was, race. That was, that was a bad season. one. My, my reference was way better than that. F*** you. Wow. <laughs> Andrew swears. Oh, he <laughs> yep. That's all. That's Andrew for you. Yeah. All right. Talladega, which I can get excited for Talladega. That's still on our schedule, so I can get excited for that one. Yes. Yes. Circle. Actually, like, let's only start. circling yeah. schedules. Yeah. I would circle, circle Talladega. How about we just start following our own schedule for NASCAR? We're not going to pay attention to any <laughs> of the races tune that are in. Oh, my God. All right. And then we – all right. So just like Com playoff points, what if we only tally yeah. the points from those races? We're <laughs> judging NASCAR on our agenda from here on out. Our schedule, our points, <laughs> our rules. Here we go. Boys have at it. Yeah. We're totally just going to make up a NASCAR fantasy – great fantasy in our minds and that's how we're gonna portray so wait wait, wait 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 so miami already happened so if byron makes it to the championship four but he william wins. byron's the champion yep he we already decided that <laughs> yeah we already decided that we'll have a segment each week where we're talking about how our like what's actually how happening, the so. fantasy league is doing but at the end of the day you know it could be william byron who's the champion yep don't forget that we <laughs> oh, better tell him Oh, wait, hold on. I'm even wrong about our playoffs cutoff because it would be 12. So so the cutoff would be Kislowski and Harvick are on the cut line mm. with Stenhouse and Kyle Busch outside of it. Yeah. How crazy would that be? So we would, at this point already, Hamlin's basically fine because he's got so many playoff points and he's so far ahead in points. It would come down to Harvick and Kislowski on the cut line. There would really only be two spots yeah. up for grabs at this point. That is another great point that the big names missing the playoffs used to happen when they had only 10 or 12 and guys man, in the And you put an field. emphasis on winning, put yeah. an emphasis on winning multiple times, yeah. and then that makes this even more entertaining. Yeah. And then NASCAR was like, we can't, we don't want big teams and big sponsors missing Oh, and Chase Elliott would be on the cut too. Yeah, he all yeah. 300 cars have won besides him so far this year. Who would have saw yeah. that coming? Crazy. All right, great episode. What a year. Tune well, in next week. I'm so week. excited to see what our fantasy year looks like. <laughs> I can't wait, and the next year will actually happen. We better, we'll tweet this to NASCAR and be like, do this. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring Pete on, and uh, I will say, me and my dad have these conversations a lot. And there will be times where we psych ourselves up so much to be like, hey, yeah. let's go talk to, like, this guy <laughs> at NASCAR. Like, like, let's see what he thinks. Yeah. And, like, we put this whole, like, presentation together. We're like, yeah. are they really going to, like, listen to yeah. this? Of course they are. Wait until I came together with an idea to put a, like, make a wild card round. Like, two races. The last two guys in points compete against the last two guys out of the points. And then that decides the last spots in the playoffs. I think that would be crazy. That's another conversation for another. Hey, game. we all have ideas. I had an idea of putting a red light on the backstretch of Talladega. And if it's red, you got to stop before the line or you get eliminated in the race. So not all of our ideas are great. So we just got to keep thinking. Like the video game way back in the day where like you just couldn't run last. And it was like every, yeah, it was exactly. like musical chairs, musical yeah. chairs. Yeah. That was so much fun. I love that. Yeah. I forgot about that. All right. All right. Pit boss, so pit, pit bro. 
No, Grill, grill bro. bro. You idiot. Grill Bro. Grill you, Bro uh, signing off. You go make something on the grill. Maybe I will too. Although I don't have anything to grill. We are going to solve all the world's problems when you come to Charlotte I'm, for 600 weekend. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm going to race GoPro Motorplex. It's going to be a good time. All right. Countdown is on. Awesome. Hey, Jason Schultz, where can we follow you on Twitter? I was basically ending the show there, but before you go, follow me at Hey Jason Schultz on Twitter. There you go. You can follow me at Andrew Curland at Andrew Curland TV. Hey, no, I'll uh, I'll shout out my music project real quick. So um, I'm almost done with it. It'll be completed here in a couple of weeks. But I had a chance to sit down with a bunch of songwriters and talk to them all about some of the great songs they've written and their process. And I got some of the coolest stories. Um, did I tell you about the song Knee Deep? Yeah, I think so. I did. Did I tell you on it? Oh, I didn't tell any on the show, though. No, no. So uh, I talked with a guy named Jeffrey Steele who co-wrote Knee Deep with Zach Brown Band. And the story behind how that song was written is about the coolest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And I'm not going to tell you. you got to listen. So where check do we out listen? My, check out my Twitter page for more information on where you can find all these videos. And it's going to be a podcast and uh, a full radio show. So make sure you just... Stay in tune with Twitter, and uh, I'll have all the information there. Follow me at Andrew Curlin TV. We'll see you guys next weekend. Can't wait. We're going to Talladega, and then after that, we're going to Dover. Coda Coke 600. The season rolls on. Our season. Rolls Our on. season. <laughs> yeah. What if we only did show after those races? That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna completely omit and ignore. Yep. <laughs> Not even count the points. All right. Yeah. Yeah. See, see y'all. You.